The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, June the 7th, currently 5.03 on the East Coast, here to handicap the 10-game schedule on Thursday in MLB. And joining me to help me break it down, you guys know him as the voice of the NFL Gambling Podcast, and of course, you're on MLB. It's Dylan Rockford, D-Rock. How are your lungs doing, my man? Uh, they're doing all right. Actually, well, I was working in Manhattan today, and about you step outside. In the morning, it was fine. It was all clear, and then it just tar- turned orange out of nowhere. And you stand outside for too long, and your throat really starts to hurt. So, yeah, they're advising everyone to stay inside right now. So, yeah, close the windows and everything. Yeah, that's uh, it's crazy, man. Hopefully it clears up. I know you, we, me and you were talking offline about it, and uh, hopefully it clears up sooner rather than later. I know a couple of games did get postponed, rightfully mm-hmm. so. Um, I know the Lynx and Liberty WNBA got yeah. postponed, as well as the Yankees. I think the Phillies got postponed as well. So safety first, but hopefully uh, it clears up and everybody's able to stay healthy out there uh, in the uh, Northeast area. But Dylan, we got uh, 10 games on the docket for Thursday. Um, I'm guessing some of the ones that did get postponed today will probably be turned into a doubleheader uh, Mm -hmm. tomorrow on Thursday, but we'll wait for some official news on that. But for right now, uh, we do know that the uh, Yankees and the Phillies game as of for Wednesday did get postponed. So we'll keep an eye on that for sure. But nonetheless, 10 games on the schedule. Why don't we just dive right into it here, D-Rock. First game on the board, we have a 12-35 Eastern start between the L.A. Dodgers and the Cincinnati Reds. Clayton Kershaw gets a start here for the L.A. Dodgers, and the Cincinnati Reds are sending Graham Ashcraft out there. Uh, I was about to say the Lakers. The Dodgers are a minus 200 road favorite here, plus 170 on the money line for the Reds. Total is set at 10, uh, run line minus one and a half, minus 125 for the Dodgers and plus 105, uh, plus one and a half, plus 105 for the Cincinnati Reds here. D-Rock takes away. Yeah, no play on this side. I can't lay almost $3 with uh, the Dodgers, even though Kershaw is on the mound. We saw them blow the lead last night. Dodgers Dodgers quietly, they've lost four of their last five games while the Reds six and four in their last 10. I think you got to look towards a hitting prop with the rookie, Ellie De La Cruz. I mean, the guy hit a rocket to the fence. Uh, Reds in general, they do hit lefties pretty well, 279 on the year. I mean, Plus 235 I saw earlier. I think it's worth a sprinkle at plus 190. I see plus 200s are out there still. I think it's still worth a sprinkle. I don't even want to touch the total. I lean under 10, but I leaned under yesterday, and they scored a bajillion runs. So (laughs) it's just uh, Graham Ashcraft and the Reds, they're always in shootouts when he's pitching. So. I lean with the Reds uh, with this outrageous price. I think you got to sprinkle a little on them. I'll also be looking towards a hit prop for Dela Cruz, whether it's to record a hit, a double, um, a total base, or even a hit run in RBI prop. I'll, I'll look to- towards him. But uh, that's kind of how I would play this game, either a hit prop or take a flyer with the Reds. I can't lay that much with the Dodgers. Yeah, um, for me, I'm I'm fading uh, Graham Ashcraft. I would probably just look at team totals here for the Dodgers, um, Ashcraft, I mean, uh, he's in Alec Manoa territory here, Dylan, maybe even worse. Um, he's allowed 
over the last three games, he's one and two with a 12.86 ERA. He's allowed 20 yeah. earned runs in 14 innings pitch over his last three games. Ten of those did come uh, in the last start, which was against the Milwaukee Brewers. He lasted only four innings in that game. Um, and like you mentioned, that they are in shootouts anytime Graham Ashcraft is on the mound. I'll quickly just read off the total number of runs over his last six games here. So uh, against the White Sox, 21 runs against the Marlins, 11 runs combined against the Rockies, 17. That was in Coors Field. At home against St. Louis, 13 runs. On the road against Chicago, 13 runs. And then his last start against the Brewers at home, 18 runs. So yeah. um, I would, I'm definitely going to look at an over for the Dodgers team total here. Clayton Kershaw, um, I know he got off to a great start to the season. Um, and he's been all right. I mean, on the road thus far this season, he is 3-3 three and three with a 4.70 ERA. He's really been better um, at Dodger Stadium. And uh, one last note for Graham Ashcraft. During the day, 3-3 three and three with an 8.05 ERA, 31 earned runs allowed in 34 and two-thirds innings pitch. So Dodgers team total for here for me. If you put a gun to my head, I would probably take the run line for the uh, Dodgers as well. But my more favorite play is going to be the Dodgers team total to go over with that first five innings or full game. That'll probably come around. My guess is going to be three and a half for the first five and then full game, probably five and a half. I would not be surprised if I saw six and six and a halves out there as well, just because I think we're going to see. I mentioned this on um, the first what was it Monday, Monday's spot. I think that we'll just see runs all throughout the series uh, between these two teams. Yeah, so right now the Dodgers team total on points bet at six and a half, uh, but at Caesars it's at five and a half at minus one twenty. Yeah, that's a really good bet at, at the five and a half at minus one twenty. So if you have it available, if you're watching live on Caesars, I would definitely get down on that five and a half right now. All right, uh, Dylan. Next game on the board. Let's go to a one hundred five Eastern start. We got the Arizona Diamondbacks and the nation's capital to take on the Nationals. Merrill Kelly gets a start here for the D-backs, and Josiah Gray gets a start for the Nationals. Um, minus 140 on the money line for the Arizona Diamondbacks, plus 120 on the money line for the Washington Nationals. Total set at nine with a little bit of big towards the over at minus 115. Run line, minus one and a half, plus 110 for the Diamondbacks, and plus one and a half, minus 130 for the Nationals. What do you got for this game, D-Rock? Yeah, give me the home puppy in this one. Two days in a row, I'm back in the Nationals. Who would have thought? But uh, (laughs) yeah, I was able to grab a plus 150 earlier in the day, and I jumped on that. It's at plus 126 right now. Uh, I don't know if there's that much value on it now. I did make the D-backs a minus 140 favorite, so it's right at the number. I know the Snakes have won every start on the road this year for Kelly, but... I just I, I've I feel like I've turned into Mal. I feel like we've done too many pods with him. I feel like I have a soft spot for Jojo Gray now. He hasn't pitched all that well at home this season, but I'm hoping he can turn it around and have a similar start to the last time he faced the D-backs. The Nationals lost that game, but he did have a solid start. They just couldn't get to Kelly. So maybe an under nine seems a little bit high. I made my total 8.5 the last time these two teams faced. It was 3-1 with these two pitchers going. So hopefully we see a similar type game. But with the way the Nationals have been playing, I, I feel like I could take a flyer on them at home. Uh, I also lean under as well. Yeah, my favorite play was actually the under in this game. And Josiah Gray has really turned it around uh, thus far this season. Uh, at home, he is 2-2 two two with a 4.10 ERA. Uh, and last start, he did allow four earned runs to the Philadelphia Phillies. But prior to that, he hadn't allowed more than four earned runs in any of the starts uh, prior uh, to this last one against the Phillies. So nine of his last 10 starts all had three run, three earned runs or less for Josiah Gray. And you love seeing that for a team that has mm-hmm. kind of struggled um, 
pitching wise over the past several seasons. Uh, Merrill Kelly has been solid as well. Four straight wins for the Diamondbacks in his starts and mostly have been lower scoring uh, three, two, four, two, eight, three and a five, two victory for the Diamondbacks. So I love the under nine in this game between the um, between the Nationals and the Diamondbacks with Kelly and uh, Josiah Gray on the mound. All right, D-Rock, before we continue here, let me tell everyone about uh, an extra out that you can get, and that's going to be with Edge Boost. This episode is supported by Edge Boost. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Edge currently offers up to 2,500 in betting advances, which can be extremely a valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. Get down on some of your favorite futures without having to tie it up for your uh, bankroll for months. I know a lot of people don't like betting on the futures because it ties up you know, your funds. Uh, that's where Edge Boost can help you out. If you're looking to get down on some MLB futures right now or even in the NFL, I know NFL is right around the corner, even college uh, football as well. Edgeboost is here for that. You don't have to haggle, you know, your friends or your family for extra money to get down on some of your favorite bets. Or if you have an hedging opportunity, whether that's, you know, an NBA finals ticket that you're holding right now or something that you want to hedge out of, um, Edgeboost is here for that. Um, Edgeboost isn't some sleazy loan shark as they charge 0% interest. Do you know of a way you can access more money to place on your favorite bets without paying any interest? I haven't came across anybody. Edgeboost is the is can also be a part of a responsible gaming plan as you can set up daily, weekly, monthly limits across all of your betting accounts in one place. So since we do everything for free on SGPN, provide free picks, free content, support us, support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years older to use. Problem gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, uh, Dylan, let's keep it rolling here, my man. Uh, next game on the board is going to be a 110 Eastern start. We got the Minnesota Twins. They are going to be taking on the Tampa Bay Rays. Bailey Ober gets a start here for the Minnesota Twins, and Tyler Glass now gets a start here for the Tampa Bay Rays. Rays are a minus 155 uh, road, sorry, home favorite here, plus 135 on the money line for the Minnesota Twins. Total is set at 7.5 with a little bit of big towards the under. Run line for the Rays is a minus one and a half plus one thirty-five, and for the Twins plus one and a half minus one fifty-five. Start here with Bailey Ober, who's been pretty solid thus far this season for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, on the season, he is three and two with a two point three three ERA on the road. In two starts, he's pitched thirteen innings total, only allowed one earned run uh, at home with a two point nine seven ERA, uh, and during the day a two point eight two ERA. So he's been really, really good so far for the Twins uh, thus far this season. Meanwhile, on the mound, Tyler Glass now. I believe this is going to be his third start of the season for the um, the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Here, trying to pull up his numbers here exactly. I know he had one good start in his last start which came against the uh, Boston Red Sox in Boston. He went five and one-thirds innings pitched in that matchup, allowed four hits and only one earned run, did a walk three batters, but also struck out six uh, batters in that game. But uh, the Rays did get the victory four to two against the Red Sox. His first start came against the Dodgers at home, four and a third innings pitch. He allowed three earned runs in that span. Um, I'm going to trust these two pitchers here, Dylan. I thought this uh, total, even at seven and a half, I think this might be like a 3-2-4-2 type of game here. I think it stays under the total here. I like the 7.5 under for me in this game here, D-Rock. 
Yeah, if you look at uh, Bailey Ober's stats on the road, like you mentioned, man, I know it's he's only had two starts, but against Cleveland and the Dodgers, he's been lights out. He's only allowed one run and 13 innings. So, yeah, and both of those games went under. But even if you not don't look at his road splits, all of his home splits as well, he's gotten under in every start. One nothing, three nothing, four one, five one, five three eight. He's literally gone under in all these starts, so I, I think he could hold the the Rays. And you got to think, I know the Rays forty four and nineteen, but at some point you're going to start to. See, we've seen it even just a little this past week. We're going to start to see some regression from the Rays. So I, I do like the under with you. Yeah, agreed. Uh, all right, next game on the board, we have a two ten Eastern start. We got the Baltimore. Baltimore Orioles and we have the Milwaukee Brewers um, in Milwaukee here. I see that it will be, uh, let me go back to the screen page here. Kyle Bradish is going to get the start here for the Baltimore Orioles and Colin Ray gets a start here for the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Orioles are the favorite in this game at minus 115 Brewers minus 105 on the money line total set at nine. Run line minus one and a half plus one forty for the Orioles and plus one and a half minus one sixty five here for the Brewers here. D Rock, what do you got for this game? Yeah, give me the Orioles. I got them at a short dog price earlier in the day, minus one hundred five. Uh, I made them a minus one twenty five favorite on the road. Simply put, I just think they're the better team. I know Kyle Bradish hasn't uh, been much better at home than on the road, but he hasn't been terrible on the road. He's, he's only given up more than three runs one time on the season this year on the road. So he's been very backable, I think, in my opinion. I just don't trust Colin Ray. Five twenty six ERA at home, fifteen runs given up in twenty five innings, and the long ball is a problem for him gives up a lot of home runs so i don't think they should have been the opened up as the favorite um you know uh the orioles they've kind of slacked a little bit this past week or two but they're still a very good hitting team you know the brewers they did take the first game of the series but i just think the orioles are going to bounce back here get back in the win column so give me the orioles here uh minus 110 yeah i'm with you i like the orioles here as well um kyle bradish has been solid uh, for the uh, Orioles, he did have one bad start against the Yankees in Yankee Stadium back on May 23rd, where he allowed four earned runs uh, to the New York Yankees. But other than that, he's been really solid. Did have one bad home start against the Red Sox, but on the road, he's been really good um, for for the Baltimore Orioles. And like you mentioned, Colin Ray is a guy that you cannot trust right now, or even on during the season, he's prone to just giving up the hits and the runs um, to the opposition. And home runs are an issue for him as well, but. The Brewers have won five straight starts. Sorry, four of his uh, last five starts, but you know that's really been where the offense has carried the uh, Milwaukee Brewers in those games. They've scored 10, 7, 6, and 9 in those last four starts when Colin Ray's on the mound. But I think Kyle Bradish would be able to combat uh, some of the loss or some of the runs that they have scored in those last four games. And you kind of go prior to that, Dylan, the previous four starts after the four straight wins that the Brewers have had I think we'll see more of that because in those four losses, they scored a combined four runs, one, one shutout, and then two. Um, So I I really do like the Orioles here with you uh, against Colin Ray and the Brewers. Next game on the board is going to be a 310 Eastern start. We've got the Colorado Rockies uh, hosting the San Francisco Giants. Um, I did see that these pitchers probably just popped up right before we started recording here, but I am seeing Alex Cobb is going to get the start here for the San Francisco Giants and Chase Anderson gets the start here for the um, Colorado Rockies. 
Right now, the Lions are sitting at minus 195 road favorites here for the San Francisco Giants, plus 165 on the money line for the Colorado Rockies. Total set at 11.5, run line minus 1.5, minus 130 for the Giants, and plus 1.5, plus 110 for the Colorado Rockies. Um, Alex Cobb, I'll start here, Dylan. Um, on the season thus far, Alex Cobb is 5-2 and two with a 2.71 ERA, 64 strikeouts to 18 walks. Uh, the Giants have won four of his last five starts uh, when he has pitched. His last start came against the Baltimore Orioles, where he was absolutely phenomenal. Seven and two-thirds innings pitch, allowed five hits and shut out baseball. Uh, prior to that, his worst start of the season was against the Brewers that we just talked about, where he did allow seven earned runs and just four innings pitched. Uh, against the Rockies on the road in his career, Alex Cobb is 2-0 and with a 6.27 ERA. But... Um, yeah, two starts last season against the Colorado Rockies in Colorado. Uh, one game ended in favor of the Giants 10-7, to uh, and that's where he did allow seven earned runs to the uh, Colorado Rockies. But the offense uh, compensated for those runs that he did allow. And then on August 20th, he had a, a better start against the Rockies, uh, but that was a game where they did lose 4-3. to um, Chase Anderson, I think everybody's kind of waiting for this guy to fall down to earth here, but... Um, he's been really, really good thus far this season for the Colorado Rockies. He's uh, one. He has a 1.69 ERA, 12 strikeouts, six walks thus far this season. Hasn't recorded a, a decision yet, but he hasn't allowed more than two earned runs in any of his appearances thus far. He's made four straight starts, and he's been absolutely brilliant for the Colorado Rockies in those starts. So for me, I think I'm leaning towards the under in this game, as crazy as that sounds, in, in um, Coors Field here. I, I think that these two pitchers can go well. Um, if you put a gun to my head, I think there is some value on the on the on the Colorado Rockies here at the money line. But even on the run line, you're getting plus money at that right now over on DraftKings plus one and a half at plus one ten. I don't hate that either. So um, definitely do like the under in this game between these two pitchers. And I would uh, you know put a split a unit, maybe half a unit on that plus one and a half, plus one ten, and then plus one sixty five for the Colorado Rockies here. Dylan, anything on this game? Yeah, even the I see some twelves out there on FanDuel. So uh, under twelve is at plus uh, plus money at even money. I like that. Uh, you got wind blowing in as well. And yeah, Alex Cobb f- uh, five and two with a two seventy one ERA. But on the road, he's a much different pitcher. If you look, like you mentioned, he got blown up his worst start against the Brewers. Uh, the Twins, he gave up three runs. So he he's prone to give up some runs on the road. And the Rockies, they hit. 268 off of righties. I think they could get some runs off of Cobb. I think the Rockies are live here. I didn't run the numbers because, like you said, I didn't know Chase Anderson was going. But, um, yeah, Chase Anderson, he's been very serviceable. Everyone's waiting for him to fall off. But he just, he just continues to go out and give you five to six constant innings since coming over from uh, Tampa Bay. So, if you if you don't want to take them plus one sixty five, I agree. Still getting plus money on the run line is a good bet as well. So I'll be on the Rockies, and I also like the under as well. I don't think tw- I think twelve is a little too high. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, uh, before we continue the conversation here, let me tell everyone about Underdog Fantasy. Hey, we love Underdog Fantasy over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, Andrew Robb does a fantastic job with the Best Ball Mania drafts, and the guys uh, typically, Sean and Ryan, do a Best Ball draft every week uh, leading up to the f- uh, football season. But Best Ball Mania 4 it's here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. That's right, $15 million in prizes. 
And if you're not a fantasy football guy or a best ball draft type of guy, hey, they got other stuff where you can uh, bet on player props. You can even parlay those props with the NBA finals going on right now, the Stanley Cup, and of course, MLB going on. They have great ways to maximize your bets on those player prop parlays. So head over to underdogfantasy.com. Do us a favor. Use that promo code SGPN. They'll give you a nice bonus for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com using promo code SGPN. All right, D-Rock, let's get over to the nightcap for the uh, Thursday games. I am currently seeing the Yankees game off the board. And again, that probably has to do with the air quality right now uh, in the eastern uh, hemisphere of the uh, or eastern side of the country right now. But uh, the Chicago White Sox, they're going to put Mike Clevenger out there. Uh, and I'm seeing Luis Severino is going to get the start for the New York Yankees. Uh, let me refresh the page here um, and see if they did post lines for this so i'm probably thinking that it is probably going to be postponed or part of a double header for tomorrow but uh, i don't see lines on the screen that i'm looking at do you see lines for this game here dylan yeah minus 155 for the yankees plus 135 for the white Sox. over unders at eight and a half minus 105 minus one and a half for the yankees plus 130 plus one and a half is at minus 150 for the white Sox. All right, so I'll, I'll start here with the uh, Mike Clevenger and the White Sox. Uh, Clevenger on the season, 3-3 three and three with a 4.13 ERA, 2-2 two and two on the road with a 5.60 ERA. He's been a lot better in the Windy City where he does have a record of 1-1 one one with a 2.52 ERA. Um, but like I mentioned, he hasn't, he's gotten into trouble on the road. His last road victory for the White Sox came uh, all the way back on April 8th, but since then they've lost to Toronto 7 to nothing. They lost to Cincinnati 5 to 3. They lost to the Royals 4 to 3. Um but they have won his last two back-to-back starts in Chicago. But again, a pitcher that does get into trouble on the road and like they are going to be in uh in Yankee Stadium. Severino gets a start here for the New York Yankees on the season 0 and 1 with a 5.28 ERA. Uh, this is going to be his fourth start of the season. His last start, he got blown up by the L.A. Dodgers. Four innings pitched. He allowed seven earned runs, gave up three home runs in that game um, off of nine hits. Prior to that, he was pretty good against the Padres and the Cincinnati Reds. And now you have a White Sox team coming in here. Um I think that has a lot of question marks around it still. And I know Aaron Judge is going to be missing time here for the New York Yankees as well. And again, we talked about this when Scott was on that. This offense looks completely different when um, Judge is not in that lineup for obvious reasons. But for me, I think I will. I think the under maybe the playing this game here, I really want to see over these next couple of games how the Yankees offense again does without Aaron Judge that we may just have to go back to the window to start blindly taking the under uh, in a lot of these games for the um, uh, Yankees without Aaron Judge in the lineup. Because again, you take a look at the numbers without Judge in the lineup, it, it is it makes a huge difference for this team. So I'll take the under in this game here. Dylan, what do you got? Yeah, I'm actually going to go on the other side. Uh, I lean over. I got an eight earlier in the day, even eight and a half. I, I kind of lean over. I set my total at 9.3. I'm just basically fading both pitchers in this spot. My Clevenger on the road has not been good. And uh, Luis Severino, he got lit up in his last start. Kind of can't get that out of my head against the Dodgers. So, you know, I, in this spot, I just think both pitchers are susceptible to give up a few runs. I know their offense is much different without uh, Aaron Judge, but I think they're they're good for a few runs each. So maybe not full game because 
Oh, maybe full game. Just because, you know, I really don't trust the bullpen of the White Sox. They have a, an awful bullpen. But, uh, yeah, I kind of lean over. I didn't really have a play on the side. Some breaking news here in the NBA. The Phoenix wow. Suns have notified star Chris Paul that he will be waived. Wow. He's going to the Lakers. Anyways, this is an MLB pod. Let's get back to uh, uh <laughs> let's get back to the MLB games here. Um so next game on the board here, Dylan, we have the I think it's this is the Red Sox game where we don't have a pitcher. Um yeah. Actually, let's go to the Astros game and then we'll get to the Red Sox game. So the Houston Astros and the Toronto Blue Jays set it's an 807 uh, Eastern start between these two teams. We have Framber Valdez on the mound for the Houston Astros and Jose Barrios on the mound for the uh New York, New York for the Toronto Blue. Uh, Blue Jays. Um, looking at the lines for this game, uh, the Astros are a favorite here of minus 125. Blue Jays are a home underdog of plus 105. Total set at 8.5 with big towards the under at minus 125. Run line minus 1.5 plus 130 for the Astros and plus 1.5 minus 150 for the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, We'll start here with Frember Valdez. Valdez, left-handed pitcher. Thus far this season for the Astros, he has a 6-4 and four record with a 2.16 ERA. Over his last three games, has been absolutely brilliant for the uh, Houston Astros. 22 innings pitched. He's only allowed one earned run in that span. Allowed 13 hits, 19 strikeouts, four walks. Uh, opponents on base percentage at 222. He has a whip of 0.77 over those last uh, three starts. And on the road, he's undefeated this season. 4-0 with a 2.25 ERA, uh, ERA. Allowed seven earned runs in 28 innings pitched, a whip of 0.93 uh, in that span. So, um, And the Astros have actually won five straight starts by Framber Valdez. On the other side, Jose Barrios gets a start here for the Toronto Blue Jays. He's having a pretty decent season, to say the least, and they've really needed him to be that guy after after what's happened with Alec Manoa. Um, over his last three starts, he has allowed a total of two earned runs in 18 and two-thirds innings pitch, 2-0 and with a .96 ERA. Has been really good in Toronto this season, 2-1 and with a 2.22 ERA. He's only allowed six earned runs in 24 and one-thirds innings pitched at home, which... Leads me to two simple bets here. I love the under eight and a half here. This number is going to be on the move down to eight. So if you're watching live, I would probably get down on the under right now. And I'm going to go with the Houston Astros. I think that you still do have the better pitcher on the mound with Framber Valdez. And again, I'm not sure if I can trust Jose Barrios that he can blow up at any minute, especially like an offense against the Astros. I know he did have a good start against the Astros earlier this season. Um, in Houston, but the uh, Toronto Blue Jays bullpen absolutely gave it up in that game. And after after seven innings, so he went seven innings in that game against the Astros in Houston, only allowed two earned runs, but the bullpen came in and allowed six earned runs to the Houston Astros. So I'm going to go with the better pitcher on the mound. A um, couple ways you can attack this game. Houston Astros money line under eight and a half or the first five under in this game here, Dylan. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Uh, I, I like the Astros the best. Uh, I got it at minus 130. A little outside my numbers, but I don't mind it. I'll I'll lay the extra five cents. Uh, I made him a minus 130 favorite or a minus 125, excuse me. But uh, Framber Valdez on the road, he's been amazing. A perfect 4-0 on the road. And the Astros haven't lost a single one of his starts on the road. He's only allowed seven runs in 28 innings. Batters only hitting a buck 84 off of him. I just can't fade him in this spot. I'd rather fade Jose Burrios, who last time faced the Blue Jays. I know the bullpen kind of blew it up, but they lost 8-1. I do think he's been better at home, but 
at any point he could get blown up. I still don't trust Jose Barrios either. So I agree on the under. I made my total 8.1, but I'd rather back the Astros here. So I think uh, Valdez continues to roll. So agree with everything with you. All right. Um, so next game on the board was going to be the Boston Red Sox and the Cleveland Guardians. We don't have a picture right now for the Boston Red Sox, but I am seeing that the Cleveland Guardians are going to be sending out Aaron Savali in this game. So with no lines and no picture for the Boston Red Sox, not much to give you guys here. Uh, anything to add to that, Dylan? No, I just don't have a picture for the Red Sox. Yeah. All right. So then let's get to the game of the night. Probably here, the pitching matchup uh-huh. of the night. We have your New York Mets. They are in Atlanta to take on the Braves. Justin Verlander gets to start here for the New York Mets. Spencer Strider on the mound for the Atlanta Braves. Currently seeing uh, the Braves are a minus 170 home favorite here. Plus 145 on the money line for the New York Mets. Total set at eight and a half. Um, Eight and a half in the uh, run line, minus one and a half, plus 125 for the Braves. And for the New York Mets run line, plus one and a half, minus 145 here, Dylan. Uh, what are you thinking about this matchup between two ALE teams? Or I think ALEs, we got two different. I think. Uh, yeah, no, I think we got two different numbers because at one point I saw the, the run line for the Braves uh, plus 215 for the Braves on the run line. And it just didn't make sense with me. So. I, I think I was on that, but even at what did you see? Plus one twenty five. It's at right now on DraftKings. Uh, for the Braves, yeah, minus one and a half, plus one twenty five. Yeah, even even that. I I think you got to take that. I, I haven't really liked what I've seen from Verlander this season. Even when he has been dealing and going well, the Mets don't give him the run support he needs to win. Kind of like a Jacob Degrom situation. So I don't trust the Mets right now and their bats. They continue to trot out Daniel Volger back. Why? There, there's just no accountability on any level. The players, the coaches, the man, the GM, the owner, no one. So they're broken. Uh, I, I can't put money behind the Mets right now. Spencer Strider's been on fire. The Braves have only lost two of his 12 starts this season. Even if the Mets somehow miraculously get a lead, Buck Walter would probably do something stupid to blow this game up. So I can't back the Mets in this spot. So give me the Braves on the run line. Yeah, looks uh, Strider has been really good so far this season. Uh, I think that's an understatement and an obvious statement. But um, Strider on the season, kind of going through the numbers here, he is six and two with a two point nine seven ERA, two and one at home with a three point zero nine ERA. I'm curious to see how he has done against the uh, Mets in his career. I'll try to pull that up here real quickly uh, before we get to the last game uh, of the day. Do you uh, worry real quick that he only <laughs> pitches two? his only pitches are like his two main pitches. Do you eventually think someone's going to tag him and see some regression from Strider? I mean, at some point you're going to have to see it from Strider. Right. Um, and it's not like he's throwing shutout baseball either. Right. Like he's allowed at least two. I know it's not a lot, two and runs. Isn't really a lot when you're going yeah. six innings in each of your last three starts. But um, I think there will be a point where, you know, Teams will maybe figure something out about Strider, but right now it hasn't happened. He's been a great strikeout pitcher as well. Um, ten his last ten starts, he's had four games where he's been in double digit uh, strikeouts, and in uh, three of those games, he's finished with exactly nine strikeouts. So, um, whatever he's doing right now, the two pitches that he's using, it's he's it's it's very it's been very effective for him um, thus far this season, but. 
Yeah, I think I got a, a, a kind of getting back to Spencer Strider against the Mets. So three and one, but he does have a 5.03 ERA. Um, he faced them earlier this season where he did go five innings, but he did give up four earned runs in that game to the New York Mets. And that game did go over the total. Uh, and the Braves won that game nine to eight and a come from behind victory. Uh, last season, he faced them here four times. Uh, he had a two and one record with a 5.19 ERA. So he's prone to give up a, a run to the Mets as well. I know Justin Verlander has been um, he's been all right so far this season. Looking at his numbers, um, two and three with a four point two five ERA. He has struggled on the road. So, would I be surprised if this total does get over the eight and a half? No, I wouldn't. Um, but I, I would lean here with the Braves as well. I just think their offense could probably get some runs off of Justin Verlander uh, in this game. D Rock, last game on the board, my man. We have the Chicago Cubbies. They are gonna be in uh Angel Stadium to take on the uh Angels. Uh currently seeing, let me go back to the odd screen here. Drew Smiley is getting the start here for the Chicago Cubbies, and Reed Detmers gets a start here for the LA Angels. Battle of left-handed pitching here. Um between these two squads looking at the lines for this game the angels are a home favorite of minus 135 plus 115 on the money line for the chicago cubs total set at nine with a little bit of vig towards the under at minus 115 run line minus one and a half plus 145 for the angels and plus one and a half minus 170 for the chicago cubs now drew smiley was a pitcher that got off to a really good start for the uh chicago cubs he hadn't allowed more than two earned runs up until may 23rd now, over his last two starts, he has seen some regression from Drew Smiley, where he is um, pitched a total of nine, 10 and one-third uh, innings. He's allowed a total of 14 hits in those two games, and then a total of 18, sorry, uh, eight earned runs. And the Cubs have lost both of those games, uh, which was against the Reds, eight to five at home, and then against the Padres in San Diego, where they were shut out, and the Padres got the 6 nothing victory there. So, um, now you're going up in the Angels offense. Again, we talk about Otani. We talk about um, uh, Mike Trout in the offense there. Anthony Rendon did leave the game yesterday for the Angels. We'll try to uh, – I'll see if I can dig up the injury report for him. But it's not like Reed Detmers has been any better for this Angels pitching staff. On the season thus far, he is 0-5 with a 5.15 ERA. At home, 0-2 with a 5.33 ERA. He's allowed 15 earned runs in 25 and one-thirds innings pitched thus far this season. Um, And the Angels, like I mentioned, um, at home have lost, uh, let's see here, three of his five starts at home. And they have produced runs. So I'm not sure if I can trust either one of these pitchers here. I know that the Cubs, they do hit left-handed pitching very well. Uh, I would put a gun to my head. I would lean with the Cubs here. Um, But I think we do see runs in this game as well here, Dylan. Yeah, I'm actually going to be on the under, uh, under nine. Uh, I set my total at 8.5. I mean, if you look at the Cubs last 10 games, most of them have been lower scoring games. The under is three and seven in the Cubs last 10 games. They're not scoring a bunch of runs. The offense has kind of been on autopilot this past week, but uh and on the other side, I'm not really in the business to back Reed Demers either. I don't think he's good. And Cubs, you mentioned, they rake against lefties. So I agree. I think, gun to my head, if you want me to pick a side, I think the Cubs are live here. I just need a little better of a price, at least like a plus 120, plus 125. But I do think we see a lower scoring game. So I'm going to lean under here. 
All right. So that's going to be the last game on the board. Uh, yeah. Just to kind of mention it again, that we're probably going to see a double header uh, in those Yankees uh, in the Yankees game, depending on if the air does clear it up in the East region. I know a lot of you probably already know about that. Um, and then we also didn't have lines for the Boston Red Sox and the Cleveland Guardians game. No pitcher yet. Uh, for the Boston Red Sox. But like I mentioned, Aaron Savali will get the start for the Guardians, which Dylan leaves us with one order of business before we wrap up the show. That is going to be our lock-in dog for the Thursday schedule. You want to lead us off? Yeah, I'll go on over to Houston. Uh, Houston Moneyline, that's going to be my lock. Uh, and we just can't fade Framber Valdez. He's been perfect on the road this season. And I just think the Astros are a much better team. And I think eventually we will see some regression from Jose Barrios. So I'm going to back the Astros here. I just think they're a much better team right now. They're playing better baseball. And at minus 130, I really can't back that. I really can't not back that at that number. So going to back them uh, for my lock. As for my dog, I was going to take the Nationals again, but I have a feeling Merrill Kelly is going to go crazy. So how about I fade my Mets? Let's go with the uh, Braves on the run line. Uh, Minus one and a half at plus 125. Spencer Strider, I know he only pitches that slider and that fastball, but, man, people can't hit it right now. The Mets can't hit anything. If if they put Daniel Volger back in the lineup, they're going to lose. That's just a guarantee right now. So give me the Braves on the run line, minus one and a half. I love it. Uh, all right. For my lock, do you see a first five innings total for the Rays in the Twins game yet? Uh, let me check. For the While Rays. you get that, I'll give out my dog yeah. in the meantime. So uh, for my dog, I'm going to go with the Baltimore Orioles run line minus one and a half um, at plus 140. I think we do have definitely have the better, better starting pitcher on the mound with Kyle Radish. Colin Ray has been prone to giving up the hits um, in his home starts, at least this season. He is two and two at home this season um, against the opposition, but he gives up a lot of earned runs. So in the six home starts this season, he's allowed at least four earned runs in three of those six starts. Uh, And like I mentioned, the Brewers are two and two in those uh, four starts as his record. Um, but I just really do trust Kyle Bradish here. I think that the Brewer or the Orioles will be able to get some runs off of the Brewers here in this game. It's more of a fade of Colin Ray here. So I think they can get this uh, victory by at least two plus runs. I'll take the plus 140 there. Again, you get all nine at-bats as well for the road team here in the Baltimore Orioles. So I'll take minus one and a half, plus 140 on the run line with the Baltimore Orioles as my dog. And don't worry about to get a first five number for me. No, for the Rays and uh, Twins, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, first five numbers aren't up yet. All right, don't worry. So if um, if it's a four, I do like the under in the first five uh, innings there between those two pitchers. But for the show purposes, I'll just give out the under in that game. Tyler Glass now and uh, Bailey Ober, under seven and a half full game. Um, I think you have two good pitchers on the mound here. Bailey Ober has been really good. And I trust Tyler Glass now at home. I know he had a bad start in his uh, first start against the Dodgers, but the Dodgers are a very good offense. We all know that. But the Twins, we've talked about it. They're not very – the offense is not very good. I know Byron Buxton just went on the uh, 10-day IL for them as well, so that's another bat that you do lose in that lineup. That You could say there's an engine for them at the top of that lineup. Um, But I think that Tyler Glass now will have some success in this game. Bailey Ober should be able to contain the bats 
of the uh, Tampa Bay Rays here. So at seven and a half, I will take the under in this game uh, between those two pitchers as my lock. For the Thursday games here, D-Rock, anything else you want to mention before we get out of here, my man? Uh, no, just good luck to everybody. Uh, thanks to everybody in the chat. We had about a couple people in the chat today, f- familiar faces. But, uh, yeah, no, good luck to everybody. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, the usual faces, man. Appreciate you guys being in the chat. Joey, Captain Sano, Kaysen is in there, uh, TVDBJ. Um, thank you, guys. They they tune in with us every single day. So, again, it helps um the show go by so if you haven't tuned in uh, to us live and you want to come and join the conversation we go live or every day uh around 5 p.m eastern time this would be a great time for you to subscribe to the mlb gambling podcast youtube channel and also follow us on twitter as well at mlb sgpn you can follow uh dylan on twitter at rock with two k's r-o-c-k-k 24 follow me on twitter at sports nerd 824 uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Malcolm should be back tomorrow from his holiday. He was out of the country like a rich man, like he is mm. taking the country to a, uh, taking the family to a whole new country. He said he was on an island. Well, okay, Mr. Fancy nice. Pants. Yeah, you can interrogate him tomorrow, tomorrow for me, Dylan. And let's find out how his uh, uh, his holiday went. Uh, all right, guys, good luck with your bets here uh, tonight. Let's break these books off and let it ride.